0: spoken word is powerful in this kind of place because it gives you an avenue, a peaceful way to say what needs to be said.
1: Hello and welcome to Switchboard, Varsity's flagship podcast. I'm Daniela Adilawoye, joined in the studio today with Raphael Korba-Hoffman in this week's episode on Speaking Out. I'm joined today with Miss Eva Johnson, a postgraduate doing a Master's of Law degree at the University of Cambridge. Now, if that doesn't sound like a large enough workbook to you, she's also an actress, dancer and, amongst other things, a spoken word poet. Uh, How were you introduced to spoken word
0: poetry? Ooh, um... I don't know, I feel like I was born with art in my you know from the womb but poetry specifically I mean I I was introduced to poetry when I was in secondary school and you know doing literature and all that I started writing though I mean I wrote a little bit of childish poetry then but I started writing properly when I was 18 when I was doing my undergrad at Liverpool.
1: What does it mean to you as an art form?
0: Oh I think it's powerful And, and particularly for me I do poetry with music if you think about it, some days you wake up and there's a song in your mind and you can't get the song out of your head. Or maybe that's just me, I don't know. But basically words, especially when mixed with rhythm, they, they create, they etch in your mind and they form a phenomenal part of how you think and the decisions you make. So for me, art and particularly poetry and by extension music is, is like a superpower. <laughs>
1: Um, there's clearly no shortage of female talent in the spoken world industry, but it is very notoriously known as being male-dominated. Mm-hmm. Why do you think there's such a disproportionate imbalance?
0: I think for one, girls hold themselves, or other society holds, girls and women to a different standard than they do men. So maybe if they don't meet a certain standard at a particular stage, they just drop off. Whereas you have like so many men at the same standard who just continue. Maybe that, I'm not sure. I don't think that innately boys are more talented than girls or vice versa. Um, I just think maybe the, something about being a woman or what society tells you about being a woman makes people feel that like they can't pursue those art forms in that way. I consider myself um, you know, a walking oxymoron. So if you met me in a court or in a law meeting, you would never expect that I was a poet and vice versa. So initially when I realized that I could do a lot of things, I was struggling with picking and not sure what to do, but then I realized I can do everything. I can do it all. I can do it and pursue it to its logical conclusion and do the best I can until I can't do it anymore. So I think I bring some diversity in the fact that I'm female, the fact that I'm Nigerian, the fact that I'm a lawyer, I, I bring my own diversity. And we all have that story. We all have that diversity. But just being bold enough to say, even if I'm the only one, I'll do it. Just doing it in of itself lets other people who are like you and look like you and have the same story, similar story that you do, let gives them the validity, lets them know that they can actually do it, which they may have not been told before. That's one. Um, and I also address it in my poetry and in my rap. I don't consider myself a rapper, but I do rap sometimes. Um I do I do uh, address it as well. I have I have a piece titled Infamous Lady, which is a response to a very well known fella, which he's an amazing addition to Afrobeats and the you know, the Nigerian story of music, but I really disagree with some of his um some of the things that he perpetrated in his art. And because he's was so important and because he's now dead, we romanticize um, which I, I don't like. So I use that that, that piece, you know, addresses fellas, um, lady. Um, I talk about in How You Feel, which is a second track. I talk about, like, you know, being a misogynist and talk about being a lioness and talk about <laughs> all sorts of things, <laughs> which even crack me up sometimes when I listen to it. But the point is, one, just doing it, and two, talking about it, you know. I, I think because I was raised by a very strong woman, I'm, I don't feel any type of way about just saying how I feel, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so that's it.
1: Uh, I've been listening to your album from a different club on my way to lectures. Um, oh, I'm glad. <laughs> and a running track I've noticed the hybridity of genres and styles. Um, mm. What's this sort of intertwining of different styles mean to you? And yeah. what does it bring?
0: I love so many different types of art and so many different types of music. If I could like paint on the album and people could see it, I would do that. I actually did it at my album lunch. Someone was painting while I was performing. So I love like amalgamation of different forms of art and that's what that um, album title is also about from a different cloth meaning like different space different things putting it together making one mosaic of of art and then for me I also believe that I'm cut from a different cloth and basically there's so many entendres in that in that um, album title but I wanted to show for example that poetry can be enjoyed in so many different ways and the music You know, when you write properly for a song, it's poetry, and rap is poetry, and poetry is poetry.
1: (laughs) Which song would you recommend our listeners to?
0: I think the most important piece on the album is Average Girl. Average Girl, for me, is so powerful. It's the oldest one on the album, but it's one of the most powerful things I've ever written. Even even when I listen to it, I'm like, this is deep, man. Let's talk. average girl, not a sinner, not a saint, lost in her own world, sitting still enough to paint, straight shoulders slumped, shaped silhouette stained, paint, and she's beautiful right, but her beauty's a little quaint, and it's because she's confused. Battling heart issues been dumped and used and she wants to refuse but can she afford to lose? What little affection allows her to smile at her reflection? You see... Mama doesn't care. She bore them nine, some dark, some fair. An average girl was number five so she doesn't care. And Papa was rarely ever there. But when he was there... He penetrated her bare. I'm talking front and rear. Short legs, almost tear. Round face, oozing fair, fluttering tears. Utmost despair. But you don't care. You see her. Curl into the solitude that is her peace and her prison. You see her. Happiness is fleeting. Joy lasts only for a season. You see her. Tainted smile. Every once in a while. But you don't care. See, it wasn't just Papa, it was him and Uncle Moses that ruined her innocence, treated her life with lackadaisical complacence, like it lost the very essence of the life it was living of the youth, she was grieving of the hurt, she was bleeding. But you don't care. You see her. Muster the words to speak, but you purse her lips Every time you see her Try not to concede defeat, but you push her down Every time you see her Tainted smile Every once in a while But you don't care See, I can't point a finger because three point back my way so my guilt does linger of condoning objectification. Teaching girls that their worth is only in a man. Teaching boys that girls are toys me for every man to amass as many as he wants, as often as he wants, because boys don't fornicate. Fornication only applies to sister Kate. But we must begin to educate. That women and men are great, that the value of life is in the fact of life itself That the problem of abuse is with the abuser, him or herself That the problem of abuse is with the abuser Him or herself And any society that puts the abuser on a podium, platform, pedestal, shelf Really abuses itself See, every girl could be your mother, your sister, a stranger or a friend But when you see the average girl walk past you with a half smile Go the extra mile to heal her hurt Even if only for a little while Because You see her Tainted smile Every once in a while Do you care? Do you?
1: I was quite surprised to hear that you're a trained lawyer um it's not a field that i would associate with being a spoken word poet yeah uh, do you intend to take this further as a career wise or is it sort of more of
0: like a hobby oh spoken word yeah no it's it's my it's like my lifeblood uh, there's a piece on the album titled hole where i start the piece of saying i flow into my poetry words too deep for my diary and it's it's very true um So it's not always about me. It's a lot of times about people, other people who tell me their stories or other people whose stories I watch. Or sometimes I just like people watch in the airport or like, you know, wherever Mm -hmm. I am um, and just form that. But I think the thing about art is that if it's true, if it's true for you, it's true for me. It, It lasts, truths are parallel. So art like goes beyond time beyond the time and the space of the person that writes it because, it, you know, the human experience is, is the same thing, really. Um So if, if you make true art, it will last forever and ever and it will always be relevant, you mm-hmm. know. Um, I actually think that a lot of the people who make great art, first of all, learn the rules and then throw them away. Do you know what I mean? So it's, it differs in a sense that you might not be able to say this is a sonnet or whatever, but um, it still follows some of the the universal rules of how rhythm works and, you know, the writing styles and using all sorts of like literary techniques and so on.
1: Mm. Um, Do you have any advice for any aspiring spoken word poet?
0: First of all, do it. You know, I I can be a perfectionist. So I know, I know the struggle of being like, oh, it's not good enough. Um, But just do it. That's one. Um, Two, you know, get good advice. Get people who are genuinely invested in you, you know, support them, bounce off them, and let them support you, um, and then learn the craft as well. So it's one thing to have the talent, but you have to build on the craft. And all the greats are not just great because they were dropped from heaven with uh, some great talent. Now you have to work on it. So learn the craft, read around it, watch a lot of stuff. That I, I wish there was more. Um, like schools of spoken word poetry they're not really not that I know of anyway but there's definitely people you can learn from if you see someone that's really good you know reach out to them ask them how you can learn ask them questions and all that like you have to like be responsible for your art so a lot of things inspire me um someone who who specifically inspires me is late Maya Angelou She's amazing. If you don't know, check it out. Um, and she also, uh, she has a very fantastic life story, you know, where she was raped and didn't speak for seven years. And the whole thing is a bit deep. Um, but my that's, that's one person I know inspires me a lot who's now late. Um, but something that she did that really inspired me was her poetry was interesting. So a lot of times people think about poetry as, like, something that's really, like, elitist and boring and, like, you know, Difficult to navigate or difficult to understand. And I actually don't like poetry that's... So I like poetry. That's... Sometimes I like poetry like that when it's written sometimes. But when you're a performance poet, I see people, performance poets, that come and they throw all these words around and it's like, oh, look, I'm so intelligent. I'm like, well, nobody in the audience understands what you're saying, so I'm not sure. I don't think that that is like the marker of intelligence is how many long words you can put in your poetry. And make your art true and real. it'll connect with people because they're having the same experience and someone said to me even in Cambridge a few weeks ago like I can I can see myself in your poetry and I was over the moon I was like yes girl yes that's what I was going for you know so yeah that's
1: you raised an interesting point about how poetry is perceived as quite elitist does spoken word try to combat this or is it more accessible
0: Spoken word, I think, it is more accessible because there's a you know there's a difference between something on a page and then when you bring it to life, mm-hmm. and for you to do spoken word poetry well, you, th- there is some aspect of it that needs to to deconstruct you know elitist whatever, and really connect. And for you to connect, you can't. There's a limit to how pretentious you can be and connect. You know what I mean? So spoken word, I think, helps in the sense that when you have to perform something, you especially you know for a very large audience you really have to break it down to its simplest bits yeah how do you feel spoken word fits into a place like cambridge which is quite conservative yeah is kind of stuck in the past in many ways Mm -hmm. how is your cambridge experience lined up with that um i think spoken word is powerful in this kind of place because it gives you an avenue a peaceful way to say what needs to be said. And as elitist or conservative, or as you might say, Cambridge is, there's so many people who are like me here who you wouldn't describe in that same way. So it also sometimes just speaking up gives someone else a voice because they don't know how to say it or they don't have the courage to say it. So it's so important because um, you can, you know, Fight certain norms with your words, but also give other people an avenue to feel included, you know. And that's actually what happens when um, people are, like, hyping your work or whatever. is because they feel like, oh, yeah, she's saying what I wanted to say all this while, you know. I didn't know how to say it. Um, so in that way, I kind of see myself as a representative of anyone who, I don't know, has some similarities to me and feels like I represent them, you know so poetry is important here and also it's like a halfway house because it's not like music um, per se it's like mm, we kind of know what poetry is we don't know this new form you're doing but we can listen to it and see how we feel about it so it's um it's a nice it's a nice tool i think for a lot of things including just having fun of course
1: That's all we've got time for, but thank you for joining us on this week's episode on Speaking Out. This episode can be downloaded wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to get updates on our future episodes. This has been Daniela Adilavoye on Switchboard. Thank you for listening.